Yes, sir. yes, sir. The man wanted to ride. What did he do? Swing down, sweet child. If you're feeling my vibe, then we can all just ride. If you want to get down, then we can all just ride. All my people, throw your hands up high and just ride. Where you're from, east side to west side, just ride. All my people from uptown to downtown. From Cali to NY, you know we all Hey, Ryan, how you doing? Be good, Jason. How are you? I'm doing all right, man. It's uh, a lot of technical difficulties this evening. Um, a bit of a perfect storm. It's so funny, all the different telephony software. Uh, how was your day? I'm doing all right. I might um, be in and out of a coma. I just got my flu shot today, and I drank okay. a little bit, so that's probably a, <laughs> it's probably it's probably not advisable. I'm sure, Doctor <laughs> Fauci would would say that's not a not a good thing to do. But uh, the combination loops, man. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly, yeah. Yeah, so, let's, let's jump into it. It's our first time doing a recording in the week. Um, so, man, NBA Finals. Um, it was, um, to be honest, I don't know what to make of it because I, I, I guess I finished the whole thing feeling satisfied, but I didn't. it didn't start out that way from game one. That was my initial feeling, and it was, I guess, what you want out of a playoff series where you get this roller coaster and you get these moments, you know, because um, it's just the way it started out. Thought it was going to just be this bad blowout, but what was your general takeaway from it? The same thing. The um, it's like this bubble started. There was all this energy. There was all these teams, and by the end, it was um, almost anticlimactic. I mean, the best team won. Uh, I think the best team won this year, regardless of COVID or fans or you know regular season. I mean, it's just they. They. I think. I think the best team won and they probably would have won the same way had it been under normal circumstances. So yeah, I guess there was little of that drama. There was all these kind of side stories, but in the end, um, daddy came home kind of thing, you know? And, um, but I'm okay with that. I suppose I, I, you know, would have, would have been nice for a game seven. I mean, sure. Why not? Uh, you know, triple overtime game seven, but I'm also okay with this result because it was like, um, in a way um, it was okay. The NBA season is going to happen um, guys, but um, <laughs> um, it's like, um, but, but the, but the better team's still going to win in the end. Like it's, it's, it's almost like um, I think people were hoping for kind of a different story. And for me, I, like I said, I was, I was okay with the Lakers. You know, we, we've, we've opined up with the Lakers in the past. Um, they're kind of a pedestrian team. They're really yeah. good, but um, they don't exactly do it for you and me. But in the end, I mean, the, the greatness just still speaks for itself. Yeah, I mean, greatness is going to win out more often than it won't. I mean, that's why that's what makes upsets special. If upsets happened every year, then they're really not that interesting. Um, then, then by definition, they don't really become upsets anymore. Um, I'll just yeah, just a few, just a few points I thought were kind of just little neat factoids about the series. I just wanted to rattle off for us. Um, sure. Going in, Heat. They were the third lowest seeded team to make the finals. The other two being the eighty-one Rockets, the ninety-five Rockets. Um, it's. I think it's just a lot harder to in in modern times, and it'll just continue to be harder for lower seeded teams to win, just as teams just become a lot more sophisticated and professional in how they run themselves. I mean, mm-hmm. just in previous times, it's probably just a bit more easier to just sort of surprise everybody. Um, LeBron James wins Finals MVP. He's the first player to win it with three different franchises. We're gonna probably talk about that a bit later. Then 
Um, first time both teams in the finals, they didn't win, win the playoffs the year before. Warriors Heat were in every finals since 2011 all the way through 2020, those two teams. It's really interesting how the Heat just made that kind of interesting comeback at the end of the decade, just because they sort of faded away once LeBron left and just come sliding right back in. Um, a lot of interesting pedigree just championship pedigree in the finals. LeBron, Rondo, Danny Green, JaVale McGee, Quinn Cook, Pat Riley, Eric Spolster, Andre Godala. Um, just a lot of championship uh, experience on that floor. And, uh, and yeah, I think, um, um, I think, okay, when I said that I was, uh, I initially was sort of let down, I wasn't really let down through the series. It was more just the first game, right? Because game one was just – it was just everything was going wrong for the Heat. I mean, Bam's getting injured. Goran's getting injured. Even – I was really worried about Jimmy. I thought, oh, no, like if he's actually out for the series, then that just sucks. I'm sure at that point – and Adam Silver is just holding his head at that point. Because do you remember when he twisted his ankle? Like that was a really bad roll. Um, yeah. So um. – yeah, so I, I was initially, um, but so then uh, the fact that he's, I mean, I, I'm imagining he's probably just playing through a bit of hurt as he goes through the series. Um, and uh, there, there, it was it was entertaining. I think with the Lakers, the antipathy I got for them is really just because of the, the whining, complaining. And it, it didn't really, I'm trying to think if it really could let up, and I don't think it ever really did. And I think any team with White Howard, I'm, I'm always going to just not that be um, excited for. Yeah. What's, what's your, what's your just kind of a quick hitter. What's your, um, um, what's your contempt, I guess, for Dwight Howard. Dwight? And his MB- yeah. Yeah. Um, I think has it, that. Has it, has it like, has it like always been there or. Yeah. It's been okay. there since the Orlando magic. Gotcha. Uh, do you remember? And I, I can't say when it turned, I think I might've always disliked him. I think I might be speak to a bit of just who I am. Like, I think I gravitate to more guys like Jimmy Butler and Rajon Rondo, who mm-hmm. they just, they, they mind their business. You can see that they're, 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 they're more concerned with just things being done right than they are being liked. And maybe that speaks to a bit like how I, I run things a bit. And so when mm-hmm. you see Dwight Howard, he's smiling all the time and he looks like he doesn't really care that much about, like he doesn't take pride in his own work. I think I just never really appreciate it. So I've always just, it's, it's a bit like he's, it's, it's a bit why I didn't really like Carmelo Anthony all that much. Carmelo Anthony is mm. obviously far more talented just naturally, but when you see generally a sense that they don't have their head on right or a lack of dedication, I've just never liked it. And then uh, to, to just go back to your question, like if you can think of Dwight, what captures him in one image, do you remember that interview he did with, with the Orlando magic when there was the, the, the Dwight mayor and, there was talk about him wanting to be in the, going to the LA Lakers and he, well, he wanted to trade out of Orlando. And, um, and at one point it was even a rumor that he wanted Stan Van Gundy fired. And then Stan Van that, 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 that part I remember, that part I remember. And you remember the interview where they interviewed Stan and then Stan and someone, I don't know if I can't remember the sequence of the questions, but Stan himself confirmed either unprompted or asked like that. Yeah. Like Dwight asked for him to be fired. And so then yeah. Stan left and then Dwight showed up and then they asked Dwight and Dwight started denying it. And he had that dumb look on his face until I'm not even sure if he even realized what happened after it actually happened either. Just he looked so dumb where Jesus. they confirmed to him that, yeah, well, Stan just told us that you wanted him fired. 
right? Yeah, and- as, as <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm reliving, I'm reliving that now as you're saying it. The one thing that stands out that okay. that's um, contributes to what what you've just picked um, depicted is. Um, you know, Kobe's famous words that he was mouthing to Dwight, just you're soft, you're soft over and over and over. And look, I mean, I mean, I guess it speaks to, I guess, LeBron's greatness that he takes kind of, you know, a bit of a head case like Rajon Rondo and and Dwight Howard, um, you know, uh, you know, and and is able to, and J.R. Smith and, you know, although he, contributed you know he was pretty much jeremy lynn of the team but nonetheless he he, you know he's bringing these kind of misfits which he's kind of always done you know to to um to uh to a degree um over his nba career and just kind of almost these projects right and he's able to um almost reassimilate them into the nba and um and you know now now they got a chip for it that might be an interesting podcast down the line, like all mm-hmm. the kind of potential reclamation projects that LeBron has brought onto his teams. Yeah. Um, we're not going to go through that list because that's a really long list. Yeah. Just to, yeah. But just to just put it in context, though, what made Dwight a little different was the only reason he really got a contract because no one else wanted him uh, this year. But uh, Boogie Cousins, I can't remember what exactly what his injury was but in the, in just before the season started. Um, like towards, I want to say towards ACL or something like that. Just a really mm-hmm. unfortunate, just how many injuries yep. you guys had to deal with. Um, yeah. So as a result, there was a spot they needed a big man. They got Dwight. And, and they didn't really, they didn't have a lot of options. People are kind of forgetting how jammed the Lakers were after they, they gave away all their picks and their players and they were kind of capped out. Um, and so they just, they, they didn't have a lot of options. It wasn't like people were claiming for them to be the, the dominant team going through those whole run. Right. I mean, I think a lot of people were picking Clippers I think people do, weren't sleeping on Milwaukee, so um, certainly impressive. Um, oh, about Dwight, I was going to say with uh, Kobe, was that soft like Charmin? Was that him? Was that where it came from? Uh, it might have been. I just, okay. you know, it's, it's. I mean, it's just, a gif now and a meme. It's just, you know, uh, again, it's just Kobe just looking like almost, almost looking into his soul or lack thereof. <laughs> And just not breaking eye contact. It's actually one of the very few times I've seen Kobe. I mean, there's the famous no flinch where um, I forget the player, but he's trying oh, to, Matt you Barnes, know. Yeah. Oh my God! I mean, that's they should make a monument out oh, of that. I but mean, that's actually been debunked. There's different camera angles that show that the ball wasn't actually going right at him, and that's why he didn't. Really- uh, yeah. Okay. Um, if <laughs> I flinch if I see a June bug in the corner okay. of my peripheral, <laughs> so I mean, um, that's fine. Even if. The point is that it was just, okay. you know, it uh, just adds to, um, yeah, the kind of the yeah. Kobe thing. But um, I do want to say about the um, the injuries, and this is one thing I will, if, if I had to label, if I have to give the Lakers a moniker, especially this 2020 version, um, it, it reminds me of a uh, famous fighter. Well, you know, famous uh, fighter. I don't know if you've heard of him, but uh, Gegard Mousasi. Okay, um, uh-huh. Dutch um, kind of kickbox. He's you know he's he's won championships everywhere except UFC, but uh, his his name is the Dream Catcher because what he does is he kind of takes these up and coming guys as they're coming through and he just he beats them, and okay. that's kind of what LA did in this series. It's like oh you know what do we have here? We have we have Dame Dillard who's going off for fifty. Nope, gonna gonna snatch you up. Uh, we've got. Um, you know, we've got Houston, who's, oh, yeah, you know, Houston. whatever. I, I think Houston's 
expectations were fairly low, but you know, Houston wins opening game and it's like, Nope, we're going to take you as well for the next four games. And they just seemingly just picked apart, you know, all of these teams, Juju. And also I don't think the injuries are coincidental. I mean, the Lakers opponents all kind of suffered in-game injuries. I mean, we saw Bam and Dragic get injured. Um, I just—I don't think that's and and you mentioned about um, about Butler, you know, um, you know, kind of almost, almost moments with him. I don't think that's a coincidence that you have to okay. play a certain style. The Lakers okay. push you, and okay. in the end, you end up risking injury because you're playing with you're either you're, you're, so hard. You're pushing yourself so hard. You're just you're you're clinching when you should be a lot more relaxed. You know, muscle wise, yeah. just 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 they 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 clearly do something to either disrupt your breathing or something. I just I don't. Obviously, we have no proof of this, but That's um, I don't point. I don't I yeah. don't see it as a coincidence that all these guys somehow break down physically. Only physically. I mean, mentally, yeah. we'll never know, but at least physically, there is some deterioration with these teams that they've that they played during the uh, playoffs, and it just manifested that, yeah, you end up losing quarters because you're missing these guys. You end up, and that results in games, and that's what the Lakers do, man. They 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 they're okay with losing a couple of rounds, and they might get phased. You're right; they do have a bit of a diva complex where they do want every call to go their way. They do want to win every game, but. I think what the the character of this team is they're also okay with losing because they also have short memories come next game that they are yeah. the better team and past is never prologue with these guys. They know they're the yeah. best and they're going to win. That's another reason LeBron, I think wants veterans because they have a lot more confidence in themselves, a lot more just they've discovered who they are and he doesn't need to deal with handholding like a, a young guy who is still finding his way. Yeah, they can kind of be a little more resilient, and you know, like J.R. Smith, who pulls off that boneheaded play in Game One of the 2018 Finals when he forgot the score, but like J.R. could just bounce back. He has mm-hmm. no problem being the first guy to grab the trophy at the end. Um, yeah, I'll talk about that later. Um, just, just kind of wrapping through more for the games. Okay, we won't go game by game. I kind of okay. I know why. I think I have a better idea why I had trouble assessing the series because it was it actually didn't have a nice rhythm from game to game like you think game one was the blowout game two miami sort of comes their way but i went by the way i was really impressed that miami could still somehow stay in it or they can at least make you question make you talk mm-hmm. about it when without goran who was their leading scorer without bam for a few games and then goran to the end now um that just it shows you their resilience and depth now um do you have i mean we're not covering it game by game because like we're just doing this whenever we catch up. Do you, when you look back in the future, do you, which game do you think is going to stand out and you're going to remember more? Or do you think you'll be able to pick one? Um, Cause probably, I kind of already know which one. Uh, pro, um, maybe game five for me. Okay. Uh, okay. Sorry. Game, uh, game, game, uh, sorry. Game four Lakers win game four. Right. Okay. That was um, one. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't have picked that. Well, they, that was it Domino? Or was the one they just kind of pulled away in the fourth, and then it became kind of because um, uh, I'm maybe. trying to think now. Uh, Either I, Jimmy kind of fell off a cliff, and mm-hmm. um, is that I'm the one where LeBron ch- gives a big high five to uh, or the low five, I guess, to uh, to AD? He makes a big okay. three. It, oh, okay. Actually, it was closer than I, for some reason, I think maybe it was just because I didn't believe that the Heat were really playing their best in that game. Like Jimmy didn't mm-hmm. perform in that game. So anyway, sorry, keep going. 
that, that one's the one that you think is going to stand out for you? Stand out for me because, um, well, a couple things, you know, this dispel this notion that certain players don't have killer instincts, which I think is just the most <laughs> ludicrous argument that exists out there. One of the dumber sports cliches that, um, that exists, but, um, yeah, I mean, I, w- I like the way LA closed that game. They, yeah. and it was funny because, um, yeah, I'm just looking at the highlights now. So it's, um, so AD makes the three to make it 191 oh, yeah. and they kind of, and that was the big, high five low five that um that lebron gives ad almost to say like you know it's funny because people are like well you know he's not mamba he's not jordan he doesn't take the shot but i felt like he's like i don't need to take the shot i got my boy doing it for me type of thing right that's almost a bigger like like lebron has different boss modes than other kind of elite scores that that people think of um so i thought that you know ad making the shot and lebron celebrating like you know either it was by his design or it's his master plan it just to me it was like okay lakers are gonna win this game and even if they lose the next game which i thought was entirely possible because you know it's it's ebbs and flows i never know yeah Miami is not a scrub team and they, they could have a bounce back game and they did. But even still, I, I said to myself, okay, just like the Raptors last year, it just felt like they were the better team. Um, There were some moments, especially the, um, the Kevin Durant moment, but you know, Raptors should pull away. And I never doubted this for a second, even when um, even in Miami's two wins, because look what Miami had to do to get those wins like certain players had to go off for like 40 points and triple doubles like they they, they had to pitch a sure, shutout jimmy one player well yeah jimmy. but uh, it was uh yeah. I, I think it was phenomenal like for me i can't quite decide if it's going to be game three or game five um that's going to stand out because for me when game three happened i thought oh wow okay the heat they're not going away like maybe this will go the distance which i didn't expect like it was just such a stellar performance um it was the jimmy game i mean that's where he mm-hmm. made his name i think like i think that wherever we are going forward people are gonna remember that hey jimmy dropped yep. 40 triple a 40 mm-hmm. point triple double in the finals and he went toe-to-toe with lebron because there have not really been many players who well, i guess it was kevin durant but, but like uh but, but quite often a lot of lebron's rivals have played different positions and here you had jimmy who just straight up going right at LeBron and back and forth until Jimmy just won. I mean, there was that one mm-hmm. boss play where he went, drove. He was like, no, no, he, he, he was just saw an opening, drove, and then Anthony Davis jumped right at him. I think it was game three. And then he, and that was the, uh, and then Jimmy got the, um, went to, to, went to the free throw line. Yeah. Um, that um, he, I, I, what I really, what really stood out and I thought was so fascinating was, he was almost reluctant to take three-point shots, and he was like, just going to just drive in, get the mid-range shot, and it just reaffirmed what I'd been saying about, like, there's still room for that kind of shot in the game. And in Absolutely. the playoffs, when defenses are just strong, they're going to guard the three-point line, they're going to guard the paint, because they're the best defenses that you're going to face. Well, then you need someone who's not afraid to go in and get in there, and also when needed, just take a, take a 10-footer, take a 12-footer just and get that shot if, if they need to and Jimmy can do that and if you do that consistently then all of a sudden you're actually keeping yourself in the game regardless of your 
three point misses or whatever. Um, game he was five, he was he was he was the star that was made that wasn't already made. I mean, I think yeah. everyone knew. Uh, you this know, was his, yeah. we talked about it before. This is his WrestleMania 13 appearance. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. and to a lesser extent, you know, on kind of like you know mid card, like you know. Um, curtain jerker, like, you know, Tyler hero, let's, let's see what he becomes. Um, but he didn't exactly have a coming out during the finals. Um, he, yeah. you know, he, you know, he's, he's, he's going to be, he's going to be, uh, he's a bit of a redemption story for him. Let's see if he's, uh, if he's, um, you yeah. know, legit or not, I mean, but Jimmy, rookie. it's hard to, yeah, really too but much. Jimmy, man, I mean, Jimmy, like we said, you know, we've talked about him before about, you know, being Stone Cold Steve Austin. And I think he's going to have that call. Follow. That's one thing I can clearly state. I think Lakers fans and and Heat fans or, or neutral fans, you know, LeBron, listen, he's the daggers were out for him the second he hoisted all the trophies. We all know that he was going to get that heat regardless. Um, Anthony Davis, to, to some extent. I think people are okay with Rajon Rondo winning first ever player to win with both um, uh, LA Lakers. And... I have a question for you about that later. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I think, I think a lot of players have different things, but, but what's unanimous across the board is that man, Jimmy, like, you know, everyone, I think just tipped their cap off to that guy. And, and they're kind of hoping that, um, that this isn't the end of him. I mean, I don't know if he can win in Miami as currently yeah. um, constructed. Like I really don't. Right it's tough to know. It's tough to know. Piece or two. Yeah. It's piece or two, or he's got to move and be the piece or two that joins another team. Oh, I yeah. I don't know if I, Miami's. I feel like he's yeah. found a spot. I have trouble believing that he'll go elsewhere. I feel like yeah. Jimmy's kind of shown at this point through the year. Forget the finals, just through the year that he doesn't need to. He's not necessarily the type that needs to chase for a mm-hmm. title. I don't want to go into that trope. Oh, so and so doesn't going to chase. They're they're just chasing rings, whatever. No, it's no. shown that he wants to be in an environment where people take their work seriously. This goes back to what I was yeah. saying about how I can't stand people like White Howard or Carmel. That gotcha. shows, that, and I think he's. It sounds by all accounts and in any interviews you hear from anybody around that he's just very happy being in this type of place where people take their yeah. work seriously, and he shows up. And I think as long as people are doing that, I think he can live with the results, whether they mm-hmm. make the playoffs, whether they make the finals, all that. And I think. The fact that whenever teams perform well in these finals, it's a bit like when um, I'm trying to think of sports when you have to have a good showing and you get sponsorships. Maybe like race car driving. I don't. I, this is definitely stuff we all. Uh, what yeah. I mean is, is when players, when teams do well in the playoffs, all of a sudden other free free agents to be, and we'll cover that in a separate pod. Start to sort of pay a bit more attention. Oh, the Lakers yeah. won. Maybe that's a place to go. Miami. Well, they were in the final. Maybe I should consider them. Right. Toronto. I mean. There's more rumors about people going to Toronto than there ever were. Because, <laughs> like, I mean, it's it's tough because that's definitely considered quote unquote. Uh, well, it's, it's not a destination market, but I just think that when you get onto the bright stage, then um, that's then there's some eyes there that kind of you attract a bit more attention. I do want to mm-hmm. bring up about Game Five the the play. We have to talk about it a little because it generated a of lot of conversation in my head. I'm watching it. I'm thinking, I wonder if this is going to generate conversation because that's what happens when you're not talking to anybody. You're just watching the play unfold. I'm like, okay, I know the, the media is backing up LeBron. Oh, it's the right play. It's the right play. I mean, I know on paper, okay, I'm just telling you my view first. I know on paper, yes, it's the right play. When all things are held equal, you have five guys on a court, three guys double, triple team, one guy, or two and a half at that right point because one guy's still kind of coming over. Then you pass the open man. That's basic principles. But not everything is held equal. Like, 
it's not like there's 10 more plays in the game and you can kind of recover. It's potentially the last play of the game. It's potentially the season-ending shot, which changes it for any player who's on the court. It's the greatest player of our time with that ball who just scored like whatever the last four or six points for the the Lakers and who has a whole lot more experience with this. I mean, yes, Danny Green's made some shots, but you know what? I still would have trusted LeBron to, to... throw up a shot for Anthony Davis, who was right under the net to get, to get a put back, to get a rebound mm-hmm. or even, or even for LeBron to get fouled. I mean, there's three guys on him, right? Um, that's my initial view. I do have a different alternative take, but I just want to hear first what you, uh, before I give my alternative take on how that play could have gone, I want to ask like, what was your general impression? I think I have an idea. I just want you to, want to hear you. I, you know, my takes are always, I, I try and be, well, actually I shouldn't say that, but w- with this particular one, it was, yeah, I mean, I would have been okay with him taking the shot because I think he forgets sometimes or, um, you know, this, this new incarnation of, of LeBron, you know, the, um, the, the, the post Miami heat LeBron, um, he's, he's, he's going to go down as one of the greatest scorers of all time. I mean, people are going to, you know, label him as a facilitator and, um, you know, uh, a game manager, a quarterback, if you will, um, offensive coordinator, that's all great, but the boy can score. He's going to break. He's, he's going to, he's going to have a ton of scoring uh, accolades. So yeah, he's probably going to pass Jerry West for field goals made next year. I was just looking at a whole bunch of different. Yeah. So um, um, he's right at like number two and quite a number of these scoring related. Records. Yeah, he's, he's but to go to number one next year. Anyway, keep going. But I'm actually, you know, we we talked about Jimmy just now being like this guy who, you know, he, he does need to work on his three point shot. There's no doubt about it. Okay. He's he's got to get better at that. But absent that, he's a ruthless scorer from three point in. Um, you know, 10, 12 footers. If if that's a sweet spot, go for it, man. There's clearly a career for you and a viable one at that. But Danny Green catching not the best pass yeah, ball ever clearly could have taken three steps in. Um, this, I actually will, that was a perfect, to me, what stood out most is, yeah, LeBron should have probably taken that. Um, yeah, he probably should not have passed it. You're right. He had AD right there. But man, like talk about live and die by the three. Like he, Danny Green could have easily come to the ball that was going to end up being short probably caught it a little bit in rhythm but i mean this is just you know it just oh. it's just this this this, this well, they three were point. they were down by two and i guess they were going for the win i guess what you're saying were is they, who cares about that were they, tie the game i thought they were down by one um so they were down by two uh, why am i why am i tripping okay up? it was sorry i thought they were down by two if it's down by two forget what i just said <laughs> okay because yeah, yeah like, go for the three I, go for the three i thought they were down okay. by one um while you're digging that up yeah look you're right lebron just to finalize my point i personally would have liked lebron to have taken that shot because i would have i think if you're a lakers fan even if you're a lebron hater um you would rather that guy go for it um because that's like he, before he had this reputation of being this facilitator and this great playmaker and this, you know, offensive schemer, he was a ruthless scorer when he came into the league. And it would have been great to still see him be selfish once in a while, because I don't think anyone's going to hold that against him. 
And I don't think anyone on the Lakers team would have said that's selfish. They'd say, oh, great, we got no. a ring now. Thanks. <laughs> like, um, yeah. The just, and I don't think we should, we just got to mention it really briefly because so, everyone keeps dumping on Danny Green. Um, Markeith Morris, man, like, he just throws up with that ball. He, I mean, he's an offensive guy. He could easily have taken that last shot too. He was in the paint or really close to it, but mm-hmm. he wasn't going to take that shot, even though he was wide open. Then, Toss it to LeBron in the wing because LeBron was open, was unguarded. But I get it. It's a frenetic pace. It's chaos. You make a mistake. It kind of happens. Um, it's why it, it is a bit why I'm going to give you my alternative take. What I might have, what I would okay. have considered to have done. Have they had the ball half court? They're going to set. They're setting up. I would have had Rondo come out, get the ball. LeBron goes in somewhere. Now you have AD and LeBron off ball. They're doing their thing. That the Lakers can't go and double Rondo because immediately one of AD or LeBron's going to get open. They're going to figure it out if someone's being doubled. And Rondo is he's calm under pressure. It's basically for me to think of point guards who's going to handle their business in a clutch situation in the playoffs. I'm thinking of Rondo and Kyle Lowry. That's really who comes to mind in terms of two point guards. I can't think of anyone else. And Rondo, who's been there, done that. I would have trusted him to make the right kind of pass or even shot. He was doing really well throughout these playoffs but he would have gotten it to ad he would have gotten it to lebron and that would have been a quick score um but i think maybe i guess they were trying to go for the win which is also why okay so they were down by just to confirm they were it was miami 109 la 108 so the three was really unnecessary so yeah so i think again like that's not needed i mean does danny green not has he never has he never learned you know a, a, a pump fake and then three steps in i mean yeah. the, the, i don't think and and again this if you're if you're great popovich who's just this guy who like lows the three points you know craziness that's going on in the nba i mean he's you know he's 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 laughing right now you know because that's like oh my god like we're going for three points when we don't need him now um <laughs> so that's 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 what when as I was now I didn't I didn't think of all that in real time while you were having your alternate take that was kind of no, me I didn't watching have that this in real time that came on later it exactly later. so with yeah. me with me having watched that a couple times I'm just like wait a minute they were down by one so yeah that three point shot like yeah. you know stop stop hitting on Danny Green because he missed a three point shot but I will say like you know my God <laughs> like is this is this where we've gotten to that yeah. you know we're just so three happy that we forget the score sometimes and that we don't need a three and um, you know, maybe, maybe work on that uh, long range um, two pointer. Just want to point out the irony of your statement, right? Cause pop owes one of his rings to the fact that Danny green just caught, got hot from the three point line in one of well, those. Yeah. Uh, so, but anyway, putting that aside, I get your point. Cause one of my big pet peeves watching the game is when it's like a two, it's like a three on one, three on two. And Mm-hmm. It's very clear that they've got a break to the basket. And instead, once even when they're open, sometimes it's just they're right there. They'll kick it out to the corner for a three-point shot. And okay, maybe what, maybe thirty-five, thirty-eight percent of the time they're getting that they're getting that basket. I'd much rather they just score the two. And one of the things I really loved about Miami is they're not just yes, they have got these guys like Tyler and uh, Duncan Robinson who can shoot threes. Other guys, whatever, Jake Crowder hits it now and then. Andre, it's they don't just they don't just um, depend on it it's not their first thought their first thought is let's just score right Mm -hmm. and i see them making smart plays attack the basket create some chaos you never know right you just you you, whether you get the foul or not it's just tiring for the defense to have to keep seeing you come right at them and then they have to react 
But if all you're doing is standing out there and shooting, it gives them a break because like they don't have to run and take your contact. It just, it sucks all the time. These guys running into you. Right. I mean, so, um, I mean, and two, I guess I see also why it was tougher because Jimmy wasn't, one thing is he wasn't super consistent through the playoffs. Like there were just times when he dropped off and I think it was fatigue. I just don't know if he's the guy that can play 48 minutes the way like Alan Iverson could play routinely, um, mm-hmm. which is not a knock. I mean, the game was not meant for that. That's why they had no, no, it's not players. Um, and thank goodness he didn't get badly injured. Because I was thinking, like, he's playing like this. Like, maybe this is how bad injuries happen. Uh, just a few observations I want to make. Okay, you've heard me bring it up before in previous point. You talked mm-hmm. about J.R. Smith grabbing the trophy. I, I appreciated that Jeannie Buss just didn't grab the trophy. said, okay, you guys grab it. And I at first thought, well, is this because of COVID protocols or something? Like, they're not letting – they're minimizing <laughs> who's going to touch it. But then once I saw all the players just gathering past the thing, I was like, no, it's just she was just doing that. That was just what she was doing. Um because it's just one of my biggest pet peeves, right? After all these guys who've just given everything for seven games or whatever, four games, and yeah. then some person who you might never see just shows up and just grabs the trophy. I just hate that image so much. Um, I like JR's spirit. I think, I think if anything, even if he's not going to play, it's probably always good for a team to have a guy who just raises the energy of the team. That's probably, you know, that, that, there's a value in that, I think. Oh, for um, sure. Um I thought Frank Vogel's speech was kind of funny. It just sounded like a, like a dad high school coach when he was just. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I give his speech like a three. I'm um, like, okay. Yeah, I know. Dad, like dad, stop embarrassing me and get off the TV. Type <laughs> thing. But that, that's okay, man. I mean, look, I don't, yeah. you're going to get, you're going to get cringeworthy stuff sometimes during this stuff. Not everyone can be. I was, um, I appreciated Frank Vogel because I've always respected him as a coach thought that mm-hmm. the Indiana team he had was really good. They were number one seed like once or twice. Mm-hmm. And I actually genuinely believed that they were going to beat the Heat in one of those years. Um, I was going to say, I thought it was interesting with the interviews. Those were like relatively, usually the interviews post-game are kind of just throwaway interviews. But I don't know if it was because no fans or it felt like they had more time. And the interview questions were kind of a little more intense. Like with LeBron, you see, like he wasn't just giving a throwaway interview. Like remember when he was saying, uh, um, I put some respect on Fran on yeah. um, all the, and then find, finish it off with himself. And it's just interesting. Cause I quote, I actually think that that's an interview post that's going to live on just like his uh, Miami heat, not five, not six, not seven. quote. I think what he was saying now, I think it's going to live on. I think he has gotten to a point LeBron James where I won't say he's got zero F's to give, but I think his whole, and and by the way, I don't think he has a gimmick. I think he thinks he's being authentic, and this is you know this is you and I, kind of, you know, looking from above and just you know the pro wrestling stand slant. Um, I don't think he's trying to get heat. <clears throat> I think that he's saying stuff that, um, whether it's towards you know Skip Bayless of the world <laughs> or it's or it's or it's regarding other people. I think LeBron James is just in his mind, just being as honest as he can be. And, you know, for people that want this humble athlete or want him to be more humble, you're just not going to get it with him. Now, do I think it was the right time? Because it was completely unsolicited. It's not like a reporter. It was kind of unsolicited. Yeah. Yeah. It's not like anyone goes, oh, LeBron, this is now four championships. Do you think you're among the greats? None of that. He, He brought it up himself. Yeah. Um, and I know some people hate him for saying that, but 
Um, look, I think the days of him being, because he, he's, he's had a few moments. I mean, uh, during this whole bubble, you know, take away all the social justice issues that have been going on, which he has had no problem opining on that, but just, um, you know, he's, he's, he's cursed a bit more. I've noticed he's kind of just, um, you know, he's kind of, yeah. 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 And like, it's again, people have to decide, people, people have to decide what they want. Do they want someone buttoned up so that they can call them prepackaged and authentic or, do they want someone who kind of, you know, has a little bit of attitude and then you can just point your finger at them and say, oh, he's not humble. He's not a, he's not a sportsman. Um, so I think people have to decide what they want. Listen, it's not for me. I, I'm never going to quote LeBron. LeBron's, you know, whatever he's, he's, he's kind of boring for me, actually, to be quite honest, in terms of what he said. And uh, he doesn't of, give great quotes in general. He's not a great. Yeah, I don't, and I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't need him for that. I have yeah. plenty of other people that I can quote and that, that I, that I listen to specifically for speaking or reading material or even athletes for that matter. Um, I don't need him for that. So yeah, um, so, yeah I get um so hey, there's a there's kind of a few questions that come to mind at the tail end of the series here. Um, just get your thoughts. Okay, should AD have been the Finals MVP, or do you think it should have been LeBron? I think it should have been LeBron. Yeah, me too. Um, yeah, I don't like. And, and I think in future Finals they, that they get to, maybe AD will actually win one. I mean, maybe the the difference in their stats will be so stark that it has to be AD. But I think it's clear to me that despite AD's performance, which was stellar through this playoffs, which was the finals, that like the team revolves around how LeBron is. That's like you take LeBron off the team, then that's a very different final series. That's just how it's going to be. I think. Yeah, I mean, I, and, look, um, I remember yeah. one year that the Lakers won. I believe it was, I believe it was Kobe Gasol Odom against the Celtics, if I recall. Yeah. It was Sasha Vujicic that made like three most important shots in that entire series, <laughs> and I I remember like you know I was with a couple of Kobe fans and I was like oh Sasha Vujicic should be MVP and they were all laughing at me it's like well who made the <laughs> shots who bailed Kobe out and of course Kobe got it I mean there was it was never in doubt um, who was going to get MVP but um, yeah so Kobe uh, Kobe for me excuse me uh, LeBron for me MVP clear cut. Yeah. So, um, where does this rank for LeBron's finals? If you look at his or his wins, like you look at his four titles, like what do you think this one stacks? I'm going to quote your favorite um, play-by-play color announcer, Jack Armstrong, because they went okay. to him here in Toronto Land. Um, yeah. Well, he said that he still has 2016 as number one because okay. it was three-one down. Seventy-three. You know what, yeah. Jack? Actually. Uh, you know, enlightened uh, Jack Armstrong pointed out that for the city of Cleveland, I know you hate that, but it, it you know, it was all these years without a championship in really any Fair sport enough. and what it meant for him to come back to Ohio and all that stuff. So, and then, and then he mentioned being down three, one and all that. So yeah. I forgot about that to be quite honest. So he said that one, and then he has this one because I mean, one was lots of player to switch conferences and kind of do it. And he didn't make it the year before. Sorry, the Lakers didn't make uh, the playoffs the year before. And yeah. so he has his number two. So I'm, I'm going to agree with him. Number two. Yeah. I think 
I'm in, I'm kind of initially saying that I'll need some more time as the passage of time goes with that. I still keep it that way, but I think that that's, I actually kind of am thinking I have the Cleveland win first and then the first Miami win, his very first title. Because okay. the conversation before that was, hey, is LeBron really good enough to win a title? Which is actually kind of ridiculous when we think about it now. But people were yeah. saying, well, I don't know if he's like all that stuff. I don't know if he's clutch enough. I don't yeah. know if he's got the right instincts. And then he won. Yeah. And then, then the conversation immediately overnight went to, I wonder how many titles can, he can win because these guys are young. And Miami, I mean, we didn't realize Miami was going to blow up in like two years, three years. Mm-hmm. But people mm-hmm. were thinking, like, this is going to be heat thunder for like, over half a decade and then it's going to be bulls heat whatever that was the yeah. storyline and lebron maybe he can actually get seven titles who knows and then mm-hmm. anyway it, it started falling by the wayside um so uh, that's kind of where i'm ranking them you brought up rajon rondo winning with both um boston and la mm-hmm. they are the thing is it wasn't even and what's so interesting about it is this lakers team is going to be memorable for a lot of reasons i mean it's the bubble playoffs this, this whole 2020 year like we've all talked about but there is something about this team that having a lot of cachet, like people will remember the names on the team. That's not the case for every championship team. Like we have that other shooting stars podcast. Mm-hmm. We talk about different series where that become quite memorable. The, the, the Celtics win that team was quite memorable. Like if you pull a lot of general fans or kind of casual NBA fans, I think quite a lot of them will remember a lot of different players on that Celtics team. From Perk yep. and Ron- I'm not talking about the big three, like Perk and Rondo and um, uh, big um, baby. Yeah, like all these guys, the squad, and it was under Doc Rivers, and they and just the legend of that team sort of holds strong because that team still kind of gets mentioned. And part of it is also because you do see a lot of the names who are still relevant to this day, be it in broadcasting or be it playing. In the case of Rondo, and now he's with the Lakers. Do where do you think he's gonna? Do you think it's the recency, the, like the, the that that where the, the his I guess how do I phrase this? Where do you think? he's really going to be most strongly affiliated. Um, like if he just, if it's only these two wins, obviously if he wins one or two more with the Lakers, then I guess as, as a Laker, but it's, it's just weird for me to think about it that way because I've always thought of him as the Celtic guy. Yeah. Me, me too. I've, you know, I, actually, no it's hard for me, yeah, it's hard for me to believe it or not. It's hard. Actually, it's funny you mentioned that because I know a diehard Lakers fan. And I'm like, come on, man. Is LeBron really a Laker? And this is year two. <laughs> LeBron's probably yeah. going to retire with the Lakers. I don't see LeBron as a Laker. I don't see AD as a Laker. I don't Not see true. Rondo. Uh, sorry, we're repeating names now. But yeah, LeBron, oh, yeah. AD, um, J.R. Smith. I mean, give me a break. I mean, someone gave that guy a taxi shit to come <laughs> up aboard that team. Like, he's not a Laker. Um, Dwight Howard's not a Laker. I mean, waiters. Yeah. I mean, like, like, you know, really this is like Caruso's team, right? I mean, was it, was Caruso drafted by the Lakers? I can't remember. Um, um, but I think he was an undrafted. I have to double okay. check. He might've been a two way player, but Kyle Kuzma was, I think Kyle Kuzma, Kuzma's Mr. Laker. <laughs> there, exactly. So thank you. You made my point for me. There's, there's, it's Kuzma and Caruso. Those are, those are your, you know, if we're doing a birther movement, if we're doing a birther movement for the LA Lakers, it's, it's, it's Caruso and Kuzma. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm probably going to, uh, because Rajon Rondo kind of, you're right, it was the big three, and then he quickly became, you know, we talked about Journeyman. crazy. Well, yeah, I remember, um, I think I heard Mark Jackson, you know, speaking of crazy quotes, because, you know, you alluded to him saying <laughs> that if LeBron James comes back from 3-1, this will be the greatest 
feet by any athlete in any sport, something to that effect. He one point said that Rajon Rondo is the best point guard in the NBA. And he said that in year, the year after the Celtics had won the championship. So they didn't make it to the finals the next year. Um, they would go the year after that. Um, and it kind of always stuck with me. I'm thinking this guy was, I think he led the league in assists one year. And okay. yeah, I mean, he's, he's a really good player and I don't know uh, his, and I don't know what's going to happen. You're right. He might have to win another championship with the Lakers for him to consider him being, but no, I, I, I affiliate my, I affiliate Rajon Rondo with the Boston That's Celtics. Just on that note, do you remember the story about Isaiah Thomas and the video, the the tribute video? The not the you first, know like the first of all, we're talking with we're, we're we're talking about current Isaiah Thomas, right? Yeah, young, yeah, small Isaiah, the whatever, sure uh, Sacramento Kings Isaiah. So you remember that story about the video, the tribute that they were going to put up and bought in the in the Boston Garden, TD Garden, for him. Uh, okay, so this this is after his sister's death, correct? No, this was okay. Oh. You remember when he got traded to Cleveland and he was injured? So he was injured right. for quite a bit of the Cleveland season. Okay. The Cavs came back to the South to came to play the TD Garden. This was going to be the Kyrie, whatever, the reunion game between the two rivals. And, okay. And they were going to do a tribute video like, hey, thank you, Isaiah, for your service, whatever, like, whatever. Yeah. Welcome back. But he was still injured in that game. So mm-hmm. he didn't want to have the video. When he wasn't playing, and his, gotcha. So he said to the Celtics, "Like, can can we just do this when I'm playing, which would mm-hmm. be like in um, in February or whenever?" But okay. um, the thing is, is that that was also a game where they were planning on retiring Paul Pierce's number, mm-hmm. and Paul. <laughs> this goes to show, like the type of guys that were on that on through that franchise from uh, Pierce as well as Isaiah Thomas. So Paul Pierce kind of objected to saying, hey, like, this night is supposed to be my night. Why are you showing a tribute video for Isaiah Thomas in the mm-hmm. middle of my night? Because he attended the Kobe, um, like, the, whatever, the retirement night, and it was just videos of Kobe through the night. So Paul Pierce was like, this is my night. And then this became a, a new story among different guys who would speak up, right, about, um, like, Steven Jackson and all these guys on the jump, whoever saying – why does he get a video? He played like two seasons or whatever it was in Boston. Who cares? And then what, and then <laughs> then Isaiah and then um, Rajon Rondo in a okay two different instances. One was an interview when I think I, I, they asked him about it. Who's now been several years, several years, and several teams removed from Boston. Many of the players he played with have retired, and they asked him, and he just said, "What did he do?" He's like, "Why does he get a video?" And then and then the reporter says well, you've got the team to the Eastern Conference Finals. Rajon Rondo says, oh, is that what we're celebrating now? You look up there, you look at all the banners we put up there in the Boston. This ain't the Phoenix Suns. No disrespect to the Phoenix Suns. (laughs) But that's not the end of it. Because then when Rondo was playing for, I want to say it was uh, Atlanta, but it was New Orleans. He was playing for New Orleans at the time. He's played for a bunch of teams. That's why I can't keep up with Rajon Rondo. (laughs) forget which one of these teams he was playing for. And it wasn't, I know it wasn't Dallas for sure. And then um, he goes at Isaiah Thomas, who's with the Lakers at this point, because Isaiah Thomas didn't even stay with the Cavs long enough to get to that second game when the Cavs were playing in Boston again, because they traded him away to Los Angeles. If you remember that trade Mm -hmm. that brought Mm -hmm. a bunch of Lakers to the Cavs. So then Rondo's picking up Isaiah and then he's just chirping and chirping at him. And he's just like getting his face, you know, harassing 
um, Isaiah on the court. And then it ends up in two technical fouls. And then um, they both actually get ejected from the game, which I don't know what's going on. And then it comes out after the game that Rondo kept talking to Isaiah about the video <laughs> on the wow. court. So like, um, so Paul Pierce was amused by that. It was just, it was just funny to me how there was the old guard Lakers who didn't really, usually you have like this affinity for other players in the league, but like they didn't really take to Isaiah Thomas thinking that he earned anything with that Celtics team, mm-hmm. which I agree. I think, I don't get why Isaiah gets all that celebration. I'm really not that impressed with him. I don't like his attitude. I don't like his interviews. I'm just like, okay. I'm like, I'm not sad at all that he didn't get his big contract because I thought that being drafted 60th overall, you made more money than you were ever supposed to make as a a 60th pick. So, you know, Mm -hmm. just don't spend it all in one place. Um, I want to bring up something. Yep, go ahead. I was just going to just, just to feel free to cut this out. Yeah. Just to cap off that Celtics, you know, big three. I mean, maybe we'll have to discuss this at a later time, but I feel like they get the ultimate pass. Like, <laughs> yeah, they like, do. like, like, like for coming, like they all three guys, twilight of their career, at least at the end of their prime, coming really together. They keep saying that stuff, and I don't really buy it, but keep going. I mean, they weren't anyways for, they were, you know, no no i never said pass i said end of their prime um you know prime ish prime ish like you know amazon prime's ending in two days let me get a bunch of stuff that's what they did they realized they had a couple of i mean yeah the all-stars were still there but i mean there was there was better players in the league than those three guys um anyway yeah so they just get the ultimate pass i don't know what it what it is about is it boston is it being on the eastern seaboard is it like three like kevin garnett's kind of a piss and vinegar guy maybe people like him and um is it paul pierce because i'll tell you what it is the the culture was very strong they just stood out how how they talked how just the energy that they brought i thought i think they did that is a bit why it left i think mark i i have a theory now that you bring all that up I think contrast that you think of, I've always called them the Comic-Con guys, which is like the 2018 um, Golden State Warriors, right? They're a bunch of Game Boy DS nerds, like just good guys. Like, I'm sorry, even Draymond Green strikes me as a guy that like just goes home and asks permission for Stevia and his tea. Like, I don't see any, I don't see those guys like even jaywalking. That would make yeah. that might be the most egregious thing those 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 men do. I think that the Boston Celtics, that that big three and and the surrounding characters, even Doc Rivers, I think I think they were like people were relatable because you know New England Patriots were winning Super Bowls and and Boston Bruins were winning Stanley Cups and you know there was a certain this is the way basketball is supposed to be played. It's, it was a, a homage to the old Celtics, the, the bird days. They were the closest thing to that. So I think it was a lot of smoke and mirrors with those guys. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Everything you just said, they beat teams before the ball was even tipped off because they s- struck fear um, in opposing players. Absolutely true. I saw those guys give Chris Bosch and Andrea Bargnani like day mares, like <laughs> in game. No doubt about that. But they still get the ultimate pass. Like you're not going to convince me otherwise that these guys, like no one ever, no one ever no one talks about like, a disappointment for what they should have achieved when they first. No, well, no, no one ever. Like no, who, yeah. who, who, whoever's like Kevin Garnett is never brought up as a guy that chased a ring. 
Um, oh. Ray Allen is never considered a guy that chased a ring. They, they get, yeah, they get a that pass. Feeds, and, that feeds into the narrative that, oh, these guys are past their prime. And, and it, was, it was also because the, it was Danny Ainge who orchestrated these trades and it, it fit the, the, the archetype of what was acceptable, where the teams constructed teams, like the, the general manager constructed the team, not the players choosing. The players choosing where they're going to go was a hack mm-hmm. around the system. So that that's just that was what it. That's what that's why yeah. it's not seen as the same thing, whether you're sure or not. So here's a question for you: Is mm-hmm. about the, the Lakers here? Is Magic Johnson? Is, mm-hmm. Does he lose any shine about uh, <laughs> because no. of the Where's way the Lakers? Going? Yeah, like the Lakers just surged without him. I mean, <laughs> if you think about the train wreck that he was before. Yeah. Um, does he well, lose to, any to, shine? To, to be fair, what about the train wreck that LeBron was just a year ago? I mean, people forget people. What was the famous scene that the teammates didn't even want to sit next to him? I mean, LeBron did himself no favors last year either. So, I mean, honestly, Jason, the fact that you had to bring it up to remind me, just like I had to remind myself that Jason Kidd was part of that team, seeing him part of the celebration. I, <laughs> I don't see that being a story at all. Okay, here's, um, here's my the only reason I mentioned it was because Magic Johnson, I think I, I might look at him the same way I look at like Dwight Howard or James Harden, or maybe okay. say, just say Dwight Howard or Kamala Anthony, like, except that Magic, for whatever reason, somehow won. Like, it's just, I, I, every tweet that Magic counts, every interview, every mm-hmm. public appearance, anything mm-hmm. he's ever said as a general manager or owner, whatever his position was at the, at the Lakers, mm-hmm. I've just been, I've never been impressed. I think... Once the crop, current crop of reporters, who many of whom did actually get to grow up watching Magic, have passed and they've mm-hmm. retired, and it's going to be the current crop of reporters or, or the younger kind of millennials and Gen Zers who are going to be the reporters, I think that they're just going to turn on Magic and he's just going to become like Phil, like just this guy who passed his prime, old man. He's a bit senile. Like it, it astounds me to think that he's ever succeeded at anything. I really want to do a deep dive to understand how his business is run. Because he just he, he was just he's just not shown himself to have really good acumen. Um, there was the the Baxter Holmes article with ESPN that really dived into how he ran things, and it was just abysmal. And then he had to go on um, ESPN with Stephen A. and just trash ESPN and Baxter for whatever reason, and trash Rob Palenka and trash oh wow the organization. If you remember that, so I don't apart, know. I just apart apart from that, what has Magic ever said? That you were like, I, I can't believe this guy ever won a, a championship. What I should do is I will collect a series of quotes from Magic and then okay. I'll share them all with you offline. Yeah, but I, 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 um, I don't think I'm alone either. I think people think he's a bit quirky. Okay, gotcha. I mean, it, it broke my heart just to bring it back to a little bit here in Toronto. I mean, you remember Joe Carter hitting the famous home run yeah. for Toronto to? Yep. Well, they they gave him. Uh, <laughs> They gave him a booth position like a few years oh, after okay. he retired, and it was terrible. I mean, his <laughs> his baseball takes were like, I mean, <laughs> I mean, this guy played left field, you know, and uh, and right field, and even first base, and the things he was saying, it's like, oh, you need a speedster out there. It's like, bro, you weren't ever a speedster in either of the <laughs> outfield positions. And then he would say something to the effect of, well, Buck, I think uh, Buck Martinez. I think the team that's going to put up the most runs here today is going to win the baseball game. <laughs> and there was an awkward pause and I heard it. <laughs> and the funny thing was I was defending Joe Carter up until that point, And then a couple of buddies <laughs> roasted, 
roasted okay. me the next day at school. The quote made the paper. It was terrible. He didn't last okay. long. I, I guess I that guess. just go, it just goes to show you that you can be absolutely brilliant doing one thing. I mean, just an absolute maestro. Uh, you know, you, yeah. you, you paint your Mona Lisa doing one thing and then it just doesn't translate to other walks of life. Yeah. I had one analogy and then I'll get to this question. The last analogy I had about magic was him assuming like a VP basketball operations role or whatever that role he was that he had with the Lakers. And just, you know, after having his very successful careers in and outside basketball before that, that's a bit like a reality TV star who is a bit good, a bit good at business deciding that he's fit to go run a country. That's kind of what my take was. Um, yep. So last question, <laughs> we can kind of head out is, can LeBron win two more rings? Yes. Yes. Okay. And um, we kind of talked offline about this, or at least you threw it at me. And I did have a good... Um, a good drive this morning. I thought about it the way I see it. If I'm not a Vegas handicapper or whatever, but the two favorite teams that I have of winning the NBA championship next year is the LA Lakers and the golden state warriors. And here's my reasons for that. They, the infrastructure, pardon me. Yeah. The infrastructure is there. Um, LeBron can, absolutely copy and repeat what he did this year i i wouldn't touch the lakers i know there will be a, some tweaks here and there but I, I wouldn't touch the lakers until until teams can prove that they can beat this team in a seven game series don't change a thing um and with the golden state warriors again they just had they had injuries the core is still there i think they're missing maybe not a kevin durant because you're not going to get a kevin durant i'll get to him in a second but um i don't know um my God, like just, just maybe another decent shooter, like a Chris Middleton. I feel like a broken record. I'm always bringing him up, but just, uh, just, uh, just a, a very uh, decent, uh, sure-footed, uh, quick-handed shooter. Um, I think they're one player away, or maybe they're not. Maybe they just need a healthy Clay, a healthy Steph, and a healthy Draymond, and they're good to go. And I'm just not sold on. I'm just not sold on Kevin Durant, Steve Nash, and okay. Kyrie Irving. Kyrie Irving is turning into a bit of a head case. Um, okay. He's kind of worrying me a little bit. Um, <laughs> I think I think the days of Uncle Drew are long gone. Now we have this. I don't know if he's a flat earther. I know he took it back, but apparently he's like back to that theory again. I, you know, and and he's just not endeared himself to good headline these days. So I am until Kevin Durant. Now, should the Nets be favorite in the East? Absolutely, put them. I I will be. I will not will not be surprised if they finish top four in the East. But is LeBron James favorite to win the NBA championship in twenty twenty one? Absolutely. So yeah, I mean that's interesting. Like I'm thinking, can he win two more games, two more years? I'm really. I was thinking, taking a more macro picture of it. I'm thinking, how many more years is he going to play? So he's got to have two more years with the Lakers. I think beyond that, he can probably still have play in maybe another couple of years. He's still at 36 Absolutely. now. I think he's playing to at least 40. I think that part of him, part of his legacy is I think he wants to be like the oldest player to have yeah. a certain kind of threshold, like the oldest player yeah. to win finals MVP. I don't know what the what the award would be, but he wants to go out, not just like even the way Kobe had to go out, which was still good, but not at his peak. I think LeBron mm-hmm. actually wants to show himself at his peak, retiring at his peak. And I think he wants to. I think he still has that dream of. Well, he said he said it. That dream of being able to play with his son one day. 
So I think yeah. the idea is he'll be a free agent by the time the Lakers are done. And if, if somehow the Lakers can swing to get LeBron Jr. on the, the team, then they keep LeBron. But can you mm-hmm. imagine that, right? Whoever the lottery yeah. team is that gets, uh, well, depending on where gets drafted, that LeBron's like, yeah, well, package deal. So all of a sudden, all these teams are lobbying to get this one kid. Um, can't, uh, can't, can't, le- le- like, can LeBron Jr. just like say, I'm not entering the NBA draft. I'm going to go to Europe. And then um, how can you, how can you backroom a deal? To make yeah, that happen. Uh, I think it's, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to do a, a bit of a dive into it. Um, okay. I think there are incentives though, why you go for the, the draft, because I think the money's higher. Like the, Oh, okay. Well, yeah, getting, that's, uh, that's, that's really, a, that's, that's really a problem in that household. I do want to <laughs> say this. I, I, I do want to say this though. Physically Kobe look, I'm uh, sorry, Kobe, excuse me. Uh, LeBron looks great. And you know what? I feel like the guy that I remember one all-star game. I can't remember which one it was like, I thought he was going to get injured. I mean, he, he did all these crazy showtime dunks, throwing it off the backboard at the free throw line, dunking it almost like crippling his ankle. I mean, he's Gumby man. And he still is, but the risks, the risk management that he has now with his game. Again, we go back to the play where he passes to Danny green. I mean, Year four, uh, year four, LeBron James would have absolutely taken it to the hole. There's no doubt about it. And oh, it's not geez. like he can't do it. It's not like he can't do it now. But he's mindful. He puts. You talked about it before. His team just puts so much into his body and yeah. his movement and all this stuff that he's just like, mm, no, my spidey sense is telling me don't. Oh, yeah, good point. Don't, don't don't attack three players. It's it's like you want to play till you're 43, 44. Good don't point. go in when you're triple teamed. And as long as he keeps making smart basketball yeah. decisions like that, he can absolutely play post 40. That's a good point. And there's a triple team where they're locked in. There's a triple team when it's guys just flailing around, like not really. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. All right, man. That's great. Um, good, good recap. Bay Heights Pod at gmail.com and uh, at Bay Heights Pod on Twitter and Instagram. Follow us. Drop us in the care. Stick to your vision. Keep the composition. Seen a lot of shame in the game. Seen a lot of pain with the fame. Seen a lot of highs and lows, but that's just the way life goes. See my name written in the lights. Some of life. Yeah. I've seen a lot of highs and lows, but that's just the way life goes. Yeah.